Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. This morning, I was sitting at my desk by myself, and I had both the Bible and the Quran out, and I was reading through some of them. The Jews are probably going to be upset if they listen to this, because they're going to be like, what about our book? Why just the Christian one and the Muslim one? But I'm sorry. Anyway, um, you know, and I've read as someone who was born Christian, um, you know, I've read enough of the Bible um, as someone who studied Arabic and learned a lot about um, the Muslim world. I've read the Quran mostly, and, um, you know, every now and then I like to go back to them to try to get a better understanding of the world that we live in. Really, I mean, okay, for me, I'm very skeptical about religion, mainly just because I don't really believe this, the story. Like, I, I, I love the principles of a lot of these religions, but I just can't force myself to believe the story that they're based upon, right? And, and probably the biggest issue that I see with humanity in general is that we like to oversimplify things. I don't want to use the word stupid that bluntly, but like, I, we're stupid. <laughs> we're, we, we really like to be just oversimplify things and think of life as like a fairy tale where there's good and evil and there's pure love and all that when like the reality is i i just don't know if that's actually the truth and see i was listening to another podcast recently where a wise man said how did he put it he said in this life you go from naive to cynical too wise okay first you're naive you don't know anything you're able to you know they could take advantage of you but it's blissful whatever right then something happens in life where you get taken advantage of or you realize the world is a dark tough place and you become cynical then after you become cynical at some point if you're an optimistic person you learn to become wise and you still have an optimistic view on the world in spite of the fact that you're cynical and you know that there is a dark side to it now I'm probably still in the cynical stage at this point uh, you know probably haven't reached the wise the wise stage because I don't see myself of someone who's that optimistic about the world. But anyway, so apparently, you know, we go from naive to cynical to wise, right? And I feel like most of humanity still gets stuck in the naive stage for a lot of different reasons, okay? And I'm probably naive in certain areas of life as well. But like, if you think about it, that's that's the way that I see religion is that we've been given essentially, we've all been brainwashed, not just by religion, but by a lot of different things. We've been given something that's very pure and simple, like a book that tells the story of how the world was created. And we like it because it says, okay, you know, if I do these things, I'm going to go to heaven. And these bad people that don't do these things are going to go to hell, right? Or this is good and this is evil, right? And all I have to do is do these things to be good and I'll avoid evil and blah, 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 right? When the reality of the situation is probably much more complicated. I, for example, don't believe in good and evil, so to speak, anymore. I kind of believe that all of us are capable of good things and all of us are capable of very evil things. And most of us just haven't ever gotten to a point in life where we've had to bring out the evil side of us because we've been, you know, blessed, if I might put it in a religious sense, to grow up in a time and, you know, in most of the world where we don't have to get violent in order to meet our basic needs, right? Because once once your basic needs aren't met, well then, you know, that's that's oftentimes the cause of violence, crime, war in this life, right? That's that's when evil happens a lot of times is simply because people's basic needs aren't met. So most of us who think of ourselves as good people, well, no, I mean, we're really just kind of neutral is the way I see it. We just, we, it's never really even been tested. We've never been in a situation, you know, where, for example, we might have to 
kill even so much as an animal for our survival, let alone, you know, be violent with another human being. It's never even really been tested because we've grown up in a good time and in good places for the most part. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, you're probably like that. Some of you have gone through very tough stuff. I'm not going to, you know, deny that. I'm sure that's true. But for the most part, most of us have never even really had a chance to see how evil we might become because we've never had to resort to that dark side of us. Okay. Now, and religion wants to oversimplify and say, just do these things and you'll be good. And, and, and you know, then we have all these other ways that we're brainwashed. For example, you grow up like I did in the United States in the 1990s, you know, in 2000s, and you're told, well, oh, you know, the United States of America is the greatest place ever. It's the greatest country in the world. You know, it's pure freedom for everything. And, you know, we should go to other countries in the world and fight to defend their freedom and make them like us. And, you know, we're the good and these other countries and people are maybe evil, right? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you realize all of a sudden after you watch, like, you know, five different wars over the past however many years that have, you know, a real big gray area in terms of, like, who is the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And once again, bad guys and good guys don't exist. I mean, same thing with the current Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I just I don't believe that in there being a good guy or a bad guy or you know a side that's right or a side that's wrong. It's just there are interests. As human beings, we are survival machines. We want to survive, and we do what we have to do in our own interest to survive. And in certain circumstances, that ends up being going to war with other groups of humans. Now, we could debate, there, there's some of you might be listening, thinking, okay, well, the problem is it's very powerful people trying to take advantage of situations and reap more profit, and that's what's causing war. And yes, there's an element to that, which is why this is super nuanced. But anyway, the point is, is that as human beings, we resort to war and violence oftentimes when we feel that our, you know, livelihood is threatened, essentially, right? And because then it's interesting, because as I was sitting there and, you know, reading through the texts you know, this morning and then kind of writing down some of my own notes. I'm like, okay, well, for me, I like to think of myself as like a global citizen, right? Global citizen, air quotes. And you know, if Diego from Keep Talking listen to this, he'll be like, yes, Sean, I knew you were a global citizen too. But here's the thing, Diego, is it's like that's, that's an, it's another oversimplified brainwashed fairy tale thought that we're putting in our own heads. Why? Okay. Because by default, by default, we cannot we cannot value every other human being exactly equal to us at some point we must draw a line and say i support this group more than this group for example or these people are closer to me than these other people for example let me give you an example okay so if you know who are the people that you might die for in this world who would you give up your life for in this world if you have children probably your children you know if you're married your, your spouse maybe maybe your brother sister whoever else you know you might die for these people because these people are the ones that mean the most to you their life to you might mean as much or even more than your own life okay now some of you are going to be more selfish than others but anyway okay so then who are the people that you maybe wouldn't die for but that you would give up your life savings for you know these are you know to save them oh you would give it up for your closest friends you know who would you go to war for who would you fight for you know maybe your closest friends some of you would fight for your country right but you know you're not gonna you're not going to give up everything you have for someone that you don't know personally Okay, so by default, you have your closest inner circle. There's layers to it. You have your closest inner circle, 
the, fir- the, the first part of it is, you know, maybe your children, your spouse, right? Then you go outside of that. It's your, your other immediate family. I don't know, your parents, whatever. Your extended family is in the next circle. You, you have a, like a, a closest friend circle that's a part of it. Like these are your people that are in the first like two or three circles, okay, of who your closest people are, the ones who you would sacrifice the most in order to help them are. Then you go outside of that and you might, might even say your town, your city, right? But you get the point is that there are layers to it. There are layers to it. So while I am someone who, you know, kind of believes that I don't like to be like a nationalist, this is probably the one big thing that I kind of disagree with Donald Trump on is I don't really like his nationalism. I don't really consider him that much of a racist, but I do consider him a nationalist, which I don't really like because I like in my head the idea of being more of a global citizen where we value everyone totally equally as human beings. But like I said, that thought breaks down when all of a sudden you say, oh, okay, well, there are layers to it, though. There are layers to it, which was why it makes sense that I would have, you know, I would consider someone from my same nation or who speaks my same language as closer to me because you have your immediate family, then it goes out into your friends, then it goes out into the people from your city. Like, it's it's nuanced and it's complicated, but I think the, the global citizen idea becomes, it, it kind of falls apart once you see these layers of who's actually closest to you and who you identify with more. So you might say, sure, you might you might just not even have like the nation state as a layer in there. You know, it might be like my immediate family, my friends, the people who live closest to me in my neighborhood, and then after that, I don't care. After that, all human beings are equal. Maybe, maybe, okay? But I think anybody listening to this would agree with me that there are some people in this world who, based on proximity or knowing them personally, you consider them more important than other people. And if it came down to it, if there was a situation where there was going to be, you know, a lack of resources, a war, if, if there really had to be like a war over resources because everything fell apart and we lost everything we had, you would side with these people and you would go to war for the people that you know against the people that you don't know. See, then it's just a matter of determining, okay, so where am I drawing this line? Who are the people that I will stand and fight with? And who are the people on the other side that I will fight against? And it varies from you know situation to situation. See, because one of the things I find interesting about the Bible, the Quran, you know, just in general monotheistic religions and religious texts is that it puts humans on a pedestal. And it even says, I think in both books, pretty clearly that the, what the job of human beings is, I think this is in the book of Genesis, is to go out, or is it in the first part of the Quran? I don't remember. But is to go out and essentially dominate the world, if I might use that. You know, it's kind of, you know, um, prosper in the land. It doesn't say directly, I don't think, to go kill the animals, but essentially it says humans are more valuable than animals, that humans deserve to be the dominant species on this planet, which I think is up for debate. See, this is another thing. As human beings, we like to think of ourselves as the dominant species on the planet because we are right now as far as we know, you know. But is it because of some divine thing that said this is how it's supposed to be? Or is it just kind of simply a matter of luck? We, were, we evolved with a brain that worked in a certain way that gave us the ability to create certain technologies and blah, 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 blah. Right? What, like, why did it happen? Well, we don't know. But it's most people, if you ask them, even the non-religious ones will say that, oh, well, yeah, human beings pretty much have, like, the right to rule the world. And I would debate that. I would debate that. I would say that we have the right to attempt to continue ruling the world, but not necessarily that we have the right to rule the world. Does that make sense? Um, I think this is another oversimplification of um, 
the religious texts as well, or how they make us, you know, us kind of naive, stupid people. Look, like, yeah, well, human beings are meant to rule the world. Same thing, you know, when we grew up in the U.S. in the 1990s and early 2000s. Is, well, yeah, America has the right to be the greatest country in the world. <laughs> it's like, well, well, no, maybe it has the right to attempt to do so and to continue to be economically powerful and all that stuff. And, you know, not to get into a whole thing about American imperialism on here, but whatever. Um, so anyway, and like I guess going back to the beginning of the text, like the, probably the biggest issue that I have with it is it's just it's really hard to believe these stories. It's really hard, and I'm I'm open minded enough to maybe believe that it's possible. Maybe the the way you know, like if you read the book of Genesis, it's like four or five pages in. You know, it talks about how how. You know, Noah lived to be 900 years old, and Abraham was several hundred years old and still having children. And, you know, and then you can Google it, which, you know, what a smart way to do things, to read the actual source text and then go on Google and see what some guy in his basement typing on Quora says about it. <laughs> but as you ask, like, how did they actually live that long? Is that real? Did they actually live that long in biblical times? And then it'll be like, well, yeah, probably they actually did because, you know, at that point, God had given them the ability to do so because of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. I'm open-minded enough to believe that maybe, I'm sitting here telling you that I maybe believe that. I believe it's possible that Noah and his descendants and whoever else from the book of Genesis lived to be 900 and some years old or however old it was. I'm open-minded enough to believe that that actually happened, but I'm very skeptical and I highly doubt it, which then by default makes the entire rest of the story to me just like, okay, we have... Is it 2 billion? I don't know. If you put the two together, if you put Islam and Christianity together, I think that's like half the world's population. We've got, you know, half of a world's population that's kind of basing their life's guidelines around these books, this story that we should be probably highly skeptical about and then people will tell you like okay well wait a minute but you don't have to really you know believe the story you should believe the principles the principles are what it's about it's like okay well cool but i could have gotten those principles without anything to do with this this story you know like sure i'll agree that you know the principles were taught in christianity and islam you know are good principles you know the ten commandments i think have their value the five pillars of islam i think have their value and everything um but like so much of what we do in this world, so much of what we believe, and also so much of the conflict in this world, oddly enough, is based on these stories and the differences between these stories and the people that tell these stories. And I'm like, why, why don't we question this more? And this goes for all aspects of life. It's not just religion. 